From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's dreamer is one of the most important and beloved artists of the 20th century. She lived a near-mythical life that she shared with the world through her art. Let's talk about Frida Kahlo. Magdalena Carmen Frida Kahlo y Calderon was born in 1907 in a small town outside of Mexico City. Her father, originally from Germany, had moved to Mexico when he was 19. He was the son of a famous German goldsmith and, according to Frida, was of Jewish ancestry, though this has been disputed by recent scholars. Frida's mother was a devout Catholic of indigenous and Spanish descent and was her father's second wife. Their marriage was reportedly very unhappy from the beginning, but they still managed to have four daughters together, all of whom were very close. Many of Frida's later works explored her identity by depicting her ancestry as binary opposites, the colonial European side and the indigenous Mexican side. When Frida was three years old, the Mexican Revolution broke out. The fighting served as a constant backdrop for her childhood. When Frida was six, she contracted polio, which left her with a right leg deformity that she would disguise by wearing long skirts for the rest of her life. Nevertheless, as a child, she played sports and especially loved boxing. In 1922, Frida earned a spot at one of Mexico's premier schools to study medicine. She was one of only a handful of girls in attendance. While at school, Frida fell in love with the leader of a gang and became a gang member herself. She also first met artist Diego Rivera when he painted a mural at her school. In 1925, Frida was in a horrible bus accident. Her injuries were so bad that she had to undergo more than 30 medical operations over the course of her life and was in almost constant pain. During her slow recovery, during which she was essentially in a body cast, Frida read about the old masters and taught herself to paint as a way to stay occupied. It was one of the few things she could do in her condition, and because she didn't have a lot of available subjects, she mostly painted herself. She would continue to paint herself over the course of her life, and her self-portraits would become a dominant part of her work. After her recovery, Frida joined the Mexican Communist Party, where she once again came across the famous painter Diego Rivera. When she showed him some of her work, he recognized her talent and encouraged her to continue. In 1929, the young ingenue and her mentor, Diego Rivera, got married. After her marriage, Frida's personal and artistic style changed relatively significantly. She began to wear traditional Mexican dress and became heavily interested in Mexican folk art, which had a major influence on her work moving forward. Frida continued her own painting while traveling around the U.S. with Rivera, who was painting commissioned murals. She suffered a number of miscarriages, which left her bereft and led to a number of her darkest paintings. For example, in her 1932 painting entitled Henry Ford Hospital, Frida depicted herself hemorrhaging on a hospital bed amid a barren landscape. Frida and Diego returned to Mexico in 1933, where their house soon became a popular gathering spot for artists, intellectuals, and political activists from around the world. Two of their more famous guests were Leon Trotsky and André Breton, a leading surrealist artist. Breton was enthralled by Frida's work and was her constant champion. He even wrote the introduction to the brochure for her first solo exhibition in 1938. The exhibition took place at a gallery in New York City and was a massive success. In 1939, 
Frida traveled to Paris for another exhibition of her work and, while there, met more members of the Surrealist movement. The Louvre acquired one of her works called The Frame, which made Frida the first 20th century Mexican artist to be included in the world's most important art collection. Having never fully recovered from the bus accident years earlier, Frida's health declined and she began to heavily self-medicate with drugs and alcohol to relieve the constant physical pain. Still, Frida continued to paint throughout the 1940s. She mostly painted a dizzying number of self-portraits featuring various hairstyles, clothing, iconography, and overall symbolism. The one constant was the steady, impassive gaze that would become her artistic calling card. Frida's poor health forced her to attend her first solo exhibition in Mexico in 1953, lying down on a bed. She died at home a year later. The official cause of death was a pulmonary embolism. Though Frida achieved artistic success during her lifetime, her reputation grew steadily after her death, starting in the 1970s, and reached what some art critics have called Frida mania by the 2000s. She's now one of the best-known artists of the 20th century, and her incredible life has inspired countless books, movies, TV shows, and podcasts in the decades after her death. We're taking a break for the weekend, but tune in on Monday for the story of another incredible dreamer. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Casper. Casper's mattresses and other products allow dreamers to turn today's ideas into tomorrow's reality. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and the brain behind this amazing collection of women. Talk to you on Monday.